Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Operator, could you help me place this call? <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. Today, we are going to talk about an operator, uh, in a way, a small-time operator, in a way, a big-time operator, depending on how you look at it. Yep. It's uh, an operating system for a, a portable set of portable devices from Apple called iOS 5. You may have heard of it. I know some of you have because you've written in to ask us to talk about it a <laughs> lot. Yes, yes. So iOS 5, the the as of the recording of this podcast, latest generation of Apple's mobile operating system for devices such as the iPhone, the iPod Touch, and the iPad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah, there there are a lot of um, a lot of changes in this operating system. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably have to do one on the uh, the latest generation of Android operating systems coming up for Ice Cream Sandwich before mm. you write in and say Ice Cream Sandwich. I know, you know, we record this sort of right before lunch, you know, within a, like an hour and a half before lunchtime. Yeah, and, and I didn't uh, have breakfast either. So, yeah, so talking about iOS five doesn't make me hungry, but we might have to do something about Ice Cream Sandwich yeah. when it comes up. We'll have to bring some in. Um, That's what Tech News Today does. Ah. They bring in ice cream sandwiches when they talk about it. I know because I was a guest on the show and I Skyped in and they did not mail me an ice cream sandwich. You know, it should be like one of the, uh, like the Captain Kangaroo where, you, you know, where uh, you can't do that on TV. Yeah. Where they just drop stuff from the ceiling. I would. Uh, ice I w- cream sandwich. I would have, I would have loved that. Uh, nice. but, but let's get to the actual I, uh, iOS 5 and what the updates are to the system. And now, you know, we don't, tend to talk about operating systems that much on this show. Although we've we've done a few. We did Windows 8, we did Mac OS 10 Lion. We we, uh, we did Windows 7 and we did Snow Leopard before that, too. Yeah, and we've also talked about and we I, talked about Linux before. I guess we do talk about operating systems a lot. It just Not seems a lot. weird. It, it seems just... weird to talk about the updates, right? But you know, this is a big deal because the uh you know, when when the iPhone 4S was announced. Mm-hmm. Um the initial reaction to the iPhone 4S from what I saw online, now mm-hmm. granted this is a, a, just a sliver of the population of iPhone users, was one of, is that all? But I think the iOS 5 was in some ways even more important than the iPhone 4S. And there are some elements of the iPhone 4S that are pretty darn cool that, that tie into iOS 5. And it's, you can only find it on the iPhone 4S. Yeah, as a matter of fact, there, there's some there's some tie-in there. Um, keeping in mind that uh, up until then, we, we actually heard about iOS five at the Worldwide Developer Conference earlier in 2011. Yeah, that was back in the uh, what June? Yeah, I think. that's around. Yeah, yeah. And uh, basically, that's uh, Apple's big developer um, conference where yeah. they talk to people who are writing software for um, generally uh, both the operating system for these mobile devices and the Macintosh computer itself. And sometimes for other devices like Apple TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, for, for people who are not really following that uh, that world, it, it can be kind of dry. I think the same thing could probably be said for, uh, for the Windows developer conferences and Google I.O. Um, you know, this is not really a, a general... This is not generally where you expect to hear this kind of news. Yeah. Occasionally, uh, but people- occasionally you'll have crazies like like myself or Chris log in and try and find a live blog and follow line by line as announcements are made because we actually find this stuff really fascinating. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, eventually it will become fascinating for the consumer who's really into tech. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, finding out about uh, application programming interfaces, APIs, and things like Software that. Software developer kits. Yeah. I mean... It will eventually become relevant to the average person, but not necessarily immediately. Right, right. But um, they announced quite a bit about iOS five at that point. That's when we learned a lot about it. In the meantime, we uh, heard a lot from the the tech media about because, frankly, listeners sort of ask us to speculate on the new iPhone five, and as it turned out, there wasn't one yet. Um, but we did find out a lot about um. Uh, about iOS 5 and, and a lot of the features, uh, some of which had been out on other operating systems, such as uh, Google's Android, um, and others which are sort of innovative. Yeah. Now, uh, one of the ones we've actually developed, dedicated an entire podcast to, because uh, iCloud mm-hmm. ties into iOS 5, 
uh, as well as uh, Mac OS X Lion, as well as other elements. But uh, we've already done a full episode on iCloud. So mm-hmm. I don't think we really need to touch on iCloud that much, other than to say it's a cloud storage solution that allows you to put uh, uh, files into the cloud and access them across all your various Apple devices. Yeah, now it's not uh, it's not for everyone, I, I should point out. Um, and the iOS 5 is not for everyone. As a matter of fact, if you're running a Macintosh um, and you're, uh, you want to use iCloud, uh, you have to be using, uh, the new, the newest version, uh, Mac OS 10.7, which is, which is Lion. Yeah. Um, but you can use, uh, on anything that will run iOS 5, uh, you can do that, which is the last few iPhones, um, the, the last couple iOS, or I'm sorry, the iPod Touch and both versions of the iPad. Yeah. Um, and you can you can actually see that as soon as you update your uh, device to iOS five, uh, my iPod Touch is a first generation, so it is not eligible. But I did update my iPad software to iOS five, and the first thing that happens right after you update it is it starts to ask you questions about setting up the device. Um, you know, it, it wants to know what your Apple ID is and whether or not you want to sync to iCloud. Um, it will continue to uh, if you do agree to do that. Uh, it will sync your address book, your calendars, um, and a lot of, of other information to iCloud so that um, it can sync across, say, I did have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, um, and I had updated my Mac to iOS Lion, um, or I'm sorry, uh, OS X Lion, mm-hmm. uh, I would be able to sync all of that information Without having to worry about, uh, you know, plugging stuff in and, and syncing it device to device. It would right. sync it all from iCloud. Yeah. And actually, uh, we can touch on this just very briefly. There, there have been some criticisms about iOS 5 and iCloud. And, uh, and I thought I'd just go ahead and, and pipe up on one of them since we're talking about the subject already. Okay. I heard that apparently when you take photos and uh, yes. it uploads to iCloud, there's no way to delete them. Oh. So if you were to take a photo using your iPod Touch, let's say. Okay. So you've got an iPod. iPod Touches have cameras, right? The newer ones. Okay. So you can tell that I have an iPod Classic, people. So I am well behind, although I've got lots of music on it. So you take a photo with your iPod Touch, and it's got the iCloud feature in there, and you're on Wi-Fi, and it uploads to your iCloud. Now that photo is visible to all the other devices that are on that. So let's say that you're sharing devices with, oh, I don't know, um, your your spouse. Um, That could, you know, you could end up having some problems there if you're taking photos of, like, you think this one one thing that you're seeing is really funny and you want to send a photo to your best buddy, but your 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 spouse might not find it as amusing as you do. Well, if you take the photo and it goes to the iCloud and you can't delete it, your spouse has access to that too. See, I'm being really delicate while I'm walking around this. I'm just saying that if there are a lot of people using the same sort of uh, uh, iCloud uh, like like a family or whatever, there could be potential problems. I'm sure that that will be addressed if it hasn't been addressed already. Mm-hmm. But it's a problem that I was uh, alerted to. But let's talk about some of the um, the features of iOS five. Okay, I want to talk about this notification center. It sounds really interesting to me. Uh, so this notification center actually has a little thing of notifications when when new technology, new information is coming into your your iPhone. And 
I mean, this is something that's really, really phenomenal. I mean, I've only had this since 2007 on my Android phone. I do smell snark. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's one of the things that I like on my Android phone. Um, yeah. Now on iOS 5, uh, if you have a device capable of doing that, you can pull down from the top of the screen. And when I say pull down, uh, you know, we're talking about putting your finger at the very edge of the screen where the menu bar is and swiping, and swiping down. down and you can actually see the notifications and it looks a little different. I'm showing Jonathan on my yep. iPad now. Uh, it looks a little different. They have the, uh, the gray linen background, uh, behind it. Um, but, uh, it, it works very much like the Android operating systems exact same feature. Well, you could kind of expect that at this point. You know, they all kind no, of... No, you could have kind of expected it back in 2007 or 2008, but Apple just implemented it. Well, that's what I'm saying is they they, they all kind of pick each other's good features and well, add them to subsequent releases. What, what it reminds me of, really, is, and, you know, and I'm picking on Apple a little bit about this, about being so late to the game and implementing something like this in their operating system. I'm picking on them. I mean, I'm glad that they've done it. Because mm-hmm. it, it is a useful feature, and I'm glad that iPhone users and iPad users and iPod Touch users will be able to, to take advantage of it. That's yeah, I li- great. I like the feature a lot. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I'm picking on them is it's reminding me a lot of how Apple was really slow to implement copy and paste. Yeah. Like Or multitasking. Or multitasking. And these are very basic features that you see in other smartphones. And you wonder, like, the people who are Apple fans will say, I love Apple's products. I just don't understand why they have not done something similar to this other operating system that's been doing this for years. Yeah. And you would think there'd be an, a, a fairly simple solution. Now, we don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes or the motivations behind implementing versus not implementing certain features. There may be, and in fact, I wager there are very good reasons for the rollout being the way it has been. Uh, but still, from a, from an outside perspective, it just seems a little, a little ludicrous. So I couldn't help but poke just a touch of fun at Apple for that. Well, a lot of the Android, uh, fans like to poke fun at Apple for, for doing that. Um, that being I, said, Apple's got a lot of features that Android does not support. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I'm fully aware of that, Apple fans, just yeah. so you know. Um, I, I've also heard a lot of hooting about uh, some of the bugs. There have been some problems uh, installing iOS five. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, I would I, I would actually add that I had trouble installing iOS five at first. It yeah. took me a couple tries before I actually got it to work. I think there may have been some some attempts to sync with Apple servers, and I tried to install it on the first day, and I think that may have been part of it. So it might have been a bandwidth issue. It might have yeah. just been that a lot of people were flooding Apple with requests to to up, update the iOS. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. But that, the, that seems fair. With bugs and, and concerns like this, I, I feel that's kind of unfair in yeah, a way. It's a day zero thing. That's going to happen with any, any major rollout. System. Yeah, any operating system, and especially an operating system as popular as iOS 5, as, as iOS, I should say, uh, any operating system as popular as iOS, that seems to be magnified because you've got sure. so many people trying to hit it at once that little problems that for for a quote-unquote regular operating system would you know be noticed by a few people, but because the adoption rate wouldn't be so fast, it wouldn't so be concentrated on day zero so much, uh, the, the company would have an opportunity to patch problems on a, a, a regular basis, and so the average consumer might not ever be aware that there were problems because 
you know, there wasn't a rush to try and adopt the operating system mm-hmm. as soon as it became available. Yeah. Apple, Apple's a rock star company. There are people who would, were staying awake until the wee hours of the morning. Uh, the, the first few hours of October 12th, 2011, which is when iOS 5 became available, uh, just so that they could try and get the operating system as fast as possible. So I've heard about people, like I know some guys in Texas who were up till almost 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. trying to get it. So, Well, frankly, you know, I have an Android-based smartphone, and I would like to have gingerbread on it. I still have Froyo, but yeah. I am waiting for my phone carrier to push that to me. I can't go get it. If right. I could go get it, I would have already had it. Yeah. Well, and and before anyone writes in, yes, we know that if you... I could take it to the store and have them force it Or you there. could root your phone. Or and, I could root my phone. And get a ROM. But, you know, Chris and I, we both like our phones to work. <laughs> We're funny that way. Well, and, and that's the thing is I don't mind tinkering with it, but not to the point where... It, I, I break it and then I have to go, well, I'm just, I wanted it to work. Now I gotta reset factory I gotta reset settings and, yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, I, the impatient. nice thing is that it's really hard to truly break it, although you can. Um, but anyway, let's get back to iOS 5 and talk some more. Oh, you were talking about, you know, did you have any other problems? Once you got through, was the, was the installation process smooth for you? Um, basically the first step in doing this, uh, if you are running iOS 4, um, you plug it into your computer and use iTunes to upgrade the the, so- the system software. And it says, oh, I see there's an update available. Would you like to do this now? Um, you say, yeah, sure. And it takes a while for it to download from, uh, from Apple servers. Mm-hmm. And then what it tries to do is it's going to offer to sync your, your device um, with the computer first to make sure that you don't lose anything. That's going to come up again, too. Yep. Um, and uh, w- once it goes through that process... Um, it attempts to write the software onto there. And I actually got stuck a couple times, um, to the point where it said, there's a, there's an error. I cannot actually, uh, install this software on here at this time. Um, you know, give it a, give it a shot. And it actually said that it was having trouble syncing, uh, once or twice too. Um, it was one of those things where I think, uh, it may have been a bandwidth thing. Yeah. Um, it also may have been a watched pot sort of thing. Because I actually told it to go ahead and try it again, and then I went off to do something else going, well, you know, hopefully it'll do it this time. And I came back, and it was almost done. Um, once it actually does install the software, then it reinstalls most, if not all, of your your stuff. I didn't have any problems with yeah. it uh, uh, installing everything that I had on there, but I understand that there are people who have had apps missing and music missing. Yeah, Tom Merritt of uh, Tech News Today and This Week in Tech um, – when I was on his show, he mentioned that when he was updating to iOS 5, about half of his apps were missing when the uh, installation was complete. And he was able to, you know, get the apps again, but he had to re-download them to his phone. Right. So, uh, and he had to do it, I guess, manually because it just, it didn't do it automatically. And all of his uh, playlists were missing. Yeah. So he had created playlists on, and they were missing not just from his phone, <laughs> but from iTunes. Like wow. they were gone. So they were gone, gone. Yeah, the song, the music was still there. It just wasn't arranged in the playlists. So, mm. yeah. So he had that, those issues. And we've heard of other issues as well through the installation process. But again, this is a day zero thing. And, you know, those kind of problems can, can occur, uh, 
it's just that, you know, uh, normally we wouldn't hear so much about it if it weren't for the fact that everyone's obsessed with getting it. Uh, do you want to talk about some of the other features that iOS 5 has? I mean, I made fun of notifications just because I wanted to get that out of the way. but uh, The notifications do look a lot nicer than they used to, and you have a lot more control over them. They're, if you go into um, your device's uh, system settings, um, you can actually control how your notifications show up. Mm. Um which is nice. Again, that's sort of a behind the scenes type of thing. Um, but, uh, you know, you can, you could sort the, uh, the notifications, um, by time or, or manually if you prefer. Um, and, uh, I mean, there are a lot of other things that are, are sort of behind the scenes too, like the Twitter, um, integration, the Twitter integration. And yeah. this is not very exciting if you are already a Twitter user. You already have Twitter on your iPhone or your iPad or your iPod, but, um, we're talking about APIs again. This is un- going to enable people. The integration is going to enable people to build apps that will allow you to tweet directly from those apps. Yeah. Like the, the integration is much more fluid now than it was before. Well, it's kind of like if you take a photo, now there's a one, you're, you're one touch away from sharing that photo on Twitter. Uh huh. Instead of having to, you know, maybe go through a couple of commands, it's, it's really streamlined that, which seems kind of, it may seem trivial, but it does make a big difference when you're actually using these. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, as I can attest, because I've, I've had that where, you know, I had to go through and upload a photo from my phone to Twitter. And then eventually I had Twitter uh, integration where I could, I could take a photo and then choose at that moment to upgrade, upload it to Twitter. And it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, iOS 5 supports iMessage across devices besides just the iPhone. Yes. You can have iMessage on uh, the iPod touch and the iPad. Uh, so now, you, and that's iMessage, of course, is Apple's Instant messaging service. Yeah, no, it only works with those iDevices. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of, it, it, people have likened it to the, the Blackberry Messenger service. Yeah. Where people who have Blackberries can message people with other Blackberries. Um, uh, I would say that, uh, people who complain about Apple's closed offness, uh, are probably going to complain about this feature too. Um, but it does give you the opportunity to uh, send text messages to other people who are using those devices, even if they're on a different uh, network. Yeah. Um, you know, without without a penalty. So mm-hmm. uh, say you have uh, three friends and all of you have iPhones. Um, you don't have to pay for text messaging in addition to your data plan if you just want to send text messages to those three or four friends. As long as they're on an iDevice – they can you could you could share those messages without having to worry about that. Yeah. Um, there's also the reminders feature, which is sort of a, a built-in to-do list. Yep. Um, I've got a couple to-do programs on there. One of the <laughs> to-dos is a personal bugbear for me. I have trouble getting myself to write stuff down in a particular place. So I've tried several different task managers trying to get me to develop a pattern and then make a habit out of writing stuff down. Yeah. Um, the reminders feature is pretty, a uh, pretty nice built in to do list that I haven't really tried yet. As, as we're speaking, uh, iOS five has only been out for actually less than 48 hours. Yep. Um, so I, I still haven't really gotten to see whether that one's a lot better. It seems to be kind of a low end, uh, you know, it's not, it doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, uh, it is built into the operating system now. Uh, iOS 5 also supports some new functionality with the cameras involved in various uh, 
uh, Apple products that run on iOS. Yes. Uh, so now you can do things like with the iPhone, you can uh, uh, you can activate the camera from the lock screen. Yeah, which is nice. Uh, although I, I imagine that also means we will ultimately end up with a lot more photos of the inside of people's pockets. Um, it is possible. The one nice thing about this is you might say, what's the big deal? Uh, you could hand your phone to a friend and they don't have to know your passcode to take a photo. Hey, wait, right. wait, wait, wait. I'm going to jump up here and, and, and take a photo with this statue, you know, and you could just take the photo. And uh, if somebody else gets hold of your phone, they might be able to take a photo, but they can't look at all the other photos on the phone. It's also nice in that if you are in a situation where something is um, – there's a cool photo opportunity that's not going to last very long, it mm-hmm. it, re- it removes some of the time that it would take you to unlock, unlock your phone. phone and go to the camera app and, and uh, start it up. But it also has other features. They're going to have, uh, you know, use grid lines so that you can align yeah. photos properly. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a photographer, you know there's certain tricks. Like you can uh, align a photo to make it more attractive as opposed to the way I take photos where the subject of the photo is always dead center in the middle of the picture and there's nothing interesting going on ever. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am not a photographer. And that is abundantly clear when you look at the photos I've taken. Well, they've, they've also incorporated the ability to use some of the other buttons. The volume up button now uh, becomes the the uh, shutter release, so you can use that uh, rather than having to tap the screen. Um, and, uh, you know, you can you can pinch to zoom or uh, pinch to shrink as you prefer. Yeah. Um, on the screen. Yeah, because you're, you're, when you move your fingers out, it's a reverse pinch to zoom. It doesn't Pinch to zoom doesn't make sense. I just, my brain's breaking right now. It just, I mean, if it were pinch to zoom, it'd be opposite what you would, th- I need a break. You can, um, you can also do red eye removal, do some, some basic photo editing like that and crop and rotation, um, and organize photos into albums. Mm-hmm. Um, again, these are, these are not, uh, this is not necessarily exciting, but it's nice functionality to add. Yeah, it's stuff that you know. It mean it's stuff that just makes the the features that much more uh, uh, easy to use, and mm-hmm. and really, you know, it may not be something that's evident necessarily to a new iPhone owner or iPod Touch owner, or iPad owner, but it's those those little things that just make those features much more useful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, did you are you aware of the PC free feature? Yes, yes, and I, I tried to go get a PC free, and they, they said I had not, to pay for it. Yeah, it doesn't mean that. Oh. You clearly did not read the description. You just thought that you were going to get a free computer. Sad trombone. <laughs> no, PC free is uh, uh, a feature where you don't have to have a computer to use an iPad, iPhone, or iPod Touch because, you know, traditionally you would sync that device to a computer. Mm-hmm. But this is a feature that, removes that that step. You can also sync your device wirelessly now. Yep. Um, if you are syncing to a computer, uh, the only trick is it's got to be plugged in. So once you uh, you know get your your charger and plug it into the wall, um, then it should be able to sync wirelessly with uh, a hub. Uh, so you have a, um, a computer that you are specifically using as your your iHub. <laughs> yeah. Um, then it will will do that. And you no longer have to plug it directly in. To make that work, there which were, is a nice feature. There was a neat feature that I, I was telling Chris about that I had learned about just this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, because not all the features are the ones that are being uh, touted on Apple's uh, p- 
page for iPhone, iOS yeah. 5. Uh, but one of them, which I thought was pretty interesting, was to create a custom vibration for particular contacts. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you know, most phones just have a standard vibration setting so that they're going to vibrate in a particular pattern whenever a notification comes in. But with iOS 5, you can actually, this is particularly for iPhones, um, because I don't think anything else vibrates. But you got an iPhone and you want to set up a specific notification, you can go into your contacts and you can choose a contact. So let's say that I want to set up a contact where uh, whenever Chris calls me, um, it's my phone's going to vibrate in a particular pattern. I can go in to my settings on contacts and create a new vibration, and it creates a screen where I can just tap on the screen and the rhythm of the taps becomes the pattern of vibration. So, you know, I might do shave and a haircut and then I know it's Chris calling me automatically. I don't have to even look at my phone. I just feel dee, 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 dee. I'm like, oh, that's Chris. I'll just let that go to voicemail. So <laughs> the, uh, th- but that's the cool thing is I, I was like, wow, that's, I never would have thought of that. You know, that never, and it's probably a feature that very few people are necessarily going to use, but it, it's one of those when I heard about it, it was like, Okay, that's kind of cool in a dorky way. Yeah, yeah. Well, another uh, kind of cool uh, feature is the uh, the location based reminders mm-hmm. um, because you can tell uh, the device to uh, say, uh, "Remember to feed the cat when you get home," and it will, when you get home, send you a reminder at that time rather than just sending it at you know five o'clock. Because you know, what if you get there? What if what if you're uh, stuck in traffic? And so you don't get home until 5.30 and 5 o'clock you get the notice, oh, yeah, when I get home I need to feed the cat. And then you get there at 5.30 and you've forgotten about it until your cat wakes up sniffing your uh, your ear like, oh, mm, that smells good. I can eat that. Right. Since he's not going to feed me. You wake up and your spouse is gone and your cat is purring and you're thinking, uh-oh. There's a spouse-shaped uh, cat spot spot <laughs> in the cat's belly. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Like that, hmm. Mistake. Should have looked, looked at that to-do list one more time. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's a nice feature, um, and it, again, it's not glamorous. What right. I would consider a glamorous feature, but it's it's nice. Well, let's let's talk about a feature that is pretty darn awesome because we're we're racking up some minutes here. So let's uh, let's talk about Siri. Okay, now, I was I was going to mention newsstand, which is another sort of less than exciting one. No, all right, let's 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 uh let's because stick- Siri is not available on all devices. No, no, that's why I was saving it for last. Okay, uh, newsstand. Uh, if you'll remember uh, back a couple years ago now, or a year and a half ago now, when uh, one of the things that the the iPad was supposed to help with was uh, uh, single handedly saving the magazine industry. Um, <clears throat> which may or may not have happened depending on who you talk to, mostly not. Um, however, a lot of magazines have embraced the iPad. And I've uh, now that I've got a couple uh, electronic magazines on it, I could say it is pretty useful for that. Um, the thing is, a lot of publishers have individual apps for their magazines. Um, so, you know, you might have one for Wired and one for Esquire, and you have all these different magazine applications Um each with its own subscription and all these things. Well, newsstand is designed to sort of look like iBooks. It's got a, a faux wooden shelf um, environment. And basically, newsstand is supposed to display all of these. Now, again, this is an API that the developers for these apps can embrace and say, okay, well, as soon as a new issue comes up, we will display it in newsstand. So newsstand will launch the appropriate application um, 
for an individual magazine, and it will it will display the cover of the most recent um, issue of all those magazines and bring them all in one place, which I imagine will encourage more uh, publishers to embrace the iPad, which is, I'm sure, what Apple is trying to do. But it is useful. Now, um, one of the applications that I use for, for uh, e-magazines still hasn't embraced the, the uh, API yet. So uh, the most recent issue I have in that one is not showing up, but I, I do see Wired in there. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is pretty neat, and I, I think once more people y- begin to use that or embrace that API, it will be uh, a more useful uh, tool. Now, can we talk about Siri? Okay, go ahead and talk about Siri. Siri is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, Siri is really an a uh, you know I I used an Android phone as we have mentioned several times in this podcast. Chris, mm-hmm. you have one as well. Yeah, and, and 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 people again, the Android people were saying, oh, voice recognition. Well, I've had that. Yeah, but it's more it than just voice recognition. Mine doesn't work like this. Yeah, voice recognition is awesome. I mean, I can do things like call people. I can navigate mm-hmm. to places. I can search the web. I can do voice to text messages. I can do all those sort of things, mm-hmm. but. It generally re- requires me to open up an application that already has that uh, that technology incorporated into it. Mm-hmm. So it's you know using Google's voice recognition software in whatever the application is. Most of them happen to be made by Google. Mm-hmm. Not a big surprise. Siri is a little different. Siri is voice recognition, but it also has a natural language recognition element to it. Natural language recognition is tough. It's very difficult, especially when you're talking about people with accents. Yeah, well, accents or or they use idiomatic speech or whatever. You know, it's it it can be tricky trying to figure out the way. You know, a machine can have problems figuring out what a human wants just based upon natural speech. Siri is this uh, this this technology that will listen to you and then take whatever it is you said and come up with a uh, a solution based upon what it thinks you want. So you might say something like uh you might you might hold down the home button, which is the way you activate Siri on an iPhone 4S. It's the only device it's the that only runs device. It mm-hmm. right now as of the recording of this podcast. Uh and you might say Siri, um I'm hungry. Are there any good seafood restaurants nearby? And it might pull up a map and show you the location of seafood restaurants in relation to your location. Uh or you could say things like Siri, do I need a jacket today? And it's going to look and see what the weather report is and come back and tell you whether or not you're going to need a jacket. Um, and it's kind of neat. It, it does this for all sorts of different applications. So you you might ask it a question and it'll bring back the relevant information or it will initiate a search based upon that topic. Yep. So you might say something like, uh, Siri, how many kilometers are in 27 miles? And it'll pulled that information directly from uh, Wolfram, Wolfram, Alpha. Wolfram Alpha. Yeah, so you'll get that information there. Uh, and it's it, this is pretty neat stuff. You know, you might think uh, on the surface of it, well, that, that sounds interesting, but how useful is it? It's actually incredibly useful. I mean, and, and depending on how robust this device is or this technology is, uh, it could be truly revolutionary. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and my favorite thing is that apparently the people who – Incorporated Siri into the iPhone 4S have a real sense of humor. Yes, very much like speaking of Wolfram Alpha, there are Easter eggs in yes. Siri, and people have been um, have been investigating that for the past few days. Uh, I would encourage you, if you haven't already, uh, to look up some of these. Um, Siri, by the way, is spelled S-I-R-I. If you're yes. looking for that, um, and uh, there are uh, 
I, I know that somebody has asked it to open the pod bay doors. Yes, and there were several different answers to that, including, I'm sorry, but I can't do that right now. And also, it, it uses your name. Yeah, yeah. Since which you, is a little yeah, creepy. Yeah, since, you read, since the device is registered to a person, Siri will respond to requests with that person's name. Mm-hmm. Um, but here are some other uh, uh, queries and responses. Okay. What are you wearing? <laughs> Aluminosilicate glass and stainless steel. Nice, huh? <laughs> uh, there's a, do you know Hal 9000? Everyone knows what happened to Hal. I'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's, of course, what's the meaning of life? And one of the answers that it will give is 42. 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's another one that's uh, 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 knock, knock. Have you seen that one? No. So Knock, knock. And this is Siri's response. Knock, knock. Who's there? Joshua. Joshua who? Joshua? I don't do knock, knock jokes. <laughs> uh, there's a, uh, there's another one where if you ask what's the meaning of life, says I don't know, but I think there's an app for that. Uh, there's another one that says I can't answer that now, but give me some time to write a very long play in which nothing happens. <laughs> but as an English major, that was my favorite. Um, there's uh, let's see, Let's see if I can find another one. Uh, will you marry me? My end user licensing agreement does not cover marriage. My apologies. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the people who who designed this created some really fun ones. Oh, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? So it depends on whether you are talking about African or European woodchucks. <laughs> so Monty Python reference there. Nice. That's uh, very nice. Uh, yeah, it's um, the 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 personality that they have sort of yeah. given Siri is kind of fun. It's almost a little GLaDOS from Portal. <laughs> uh, in fact, I really hope there's some way for you to get Siri to say the cake is a lie uh, or, or initiate it. Siri suddenly starts singing uh, um, Still Alive. That would be awesome. But uh, yeah, I love that not only is it a useful feature and it has some really cool implications for Everything from voice recognition to artificial intelligence to a semantic web. I mean, these are all ideas that are are tied up with the the Siri application, but it also has like sense of humor. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, it's obvious that as time wears on, the uh, the mobile operating systems are becoming much more functional, and they're turning the smartphone and and other portable devices into tools that are. Are just that much more useful for uh, for different people. I definitely want to get into ice cream sandwich in an upcoming podcast because, um, especially because it's it's going to be useful for both the smartphone and the tablet running the operating system. Yeah, the Android operating system. So um, yeah, because people were very um, outspoken about Google splintering off Android so that you had a tablet version and a smartphone right. version. Yeah, I mean, and- Android's had a lot of uh, a lot of criticisms directed its way about fragmentation because there's so many devices on the market and many of them are running various versions of Android and are incapable of running later versions or the carriers just haven't pushed out the later version to the the devices and so you've got all these different versions of Android out there. Um, so when if you're developing applications for the Android platform, you have to you have to make decisions like well. How far down the Android path do I allow support, or do I just aim for the top tier? Right. And uh, iOS is a little easier. That's not to say there aren't people out there who have older devices that can't run iOS five. That's, I mean, people do. Chris does. Yep. But uh, but it tends to be that with the Apple fans, they tend to upgrade more frequently, I think, than other 
uh, device owners, usually. I mean, Android is a little different. It's it's hard to be an Android owner in a way because three months after you get your phone, there may be a new Android phone from a different carrier or even the same one that is has more features, right? But with Apple, it's a little more predictable. It's usually every 12 to 18 months. Right, right. Plus, um, you know, each individual carrier is different too. Yeah. Um, some carriers will push an, an Android update more quickly than others, if at all. Yeah. Um, and you have, uh, with the Android operating systems, like, um, you know, I have an HTC based phone. So I have HTC Sense as, uh, you know, the, the, uh, an overlay, the overlay on my phone. And uh, not everyone else does. Right. So my flavor of Android is different from other people's flavor of Android. Yep. And I think that's also sort of part of what's behind these glitches, too, is, you know, once you've taken a device and personalized it, um, you know, it makes it more difficult for the people releasing the operating system to know that it's going to work with that particular cocktail of uh, applications and configurations, which is why it's more, a little more predictable for Apple products than it is for uh, when machines running Windows or you know Android, because there are more variations in those. Yep. Um, anyway, well, I think this was a good dis- uh, you know discussion about iOS five. Uh, we'll definitely keep our eyes on further updates because uh, you know it's five point one will be will fix some of these problems. Yep, and may introduce more of their own. I mean this. It's pretty common. Yeah, yeah. It's not for these things to happen. Uh, so we'll keep our eyes on it. If you guys want us to cover other specific topics, let us know. Shoot us an email. Our address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com or drop us a line on Twitter or Facebook. Our handle there is techstuffhsw. And Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join House of Work staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The House of Work's iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 